This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Making the most of now. Young women in Otatahi Christchurch, New Zealand, talk about living through the earthquakes, the mosque shootings, and the COVID-19 pandemic. These oral histories were recorded by Louise Tapper and Rosemary Duplice. Thanks to the Christchurch branch of the National Council of Women, the Collaborative Trust, and UC Quake Studies. Olivia is an 18-year-old student in her final year of high school. Olivia's story is voiced by a student from the New Zealand Broadcasting School at ARA. This recording was made over Zoom during the current COVID-19 Delta variant lockdown in August of 2021. Can you tell me a bit about what's happening in your life at the moment? I'm currently nearing the end of my high school year. I'm about to begin preparing for exams at the moment and the end of year exams. When do the exams actually start? They've been pushed back a couple of weeks because of everything that's been going on. So I think they start about mid-November and finish around early December now. That's one of the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, If we hadn't had the pandemic, you might have been riding those final exams now and completed the exams earlier. Yes, I think they got pushed back by two weeks and it also meant that our derived grade exams, which are used in case of not being able to sit our actual exams, got pushed back as well. I actually had those last week rather than being previous in the previous term like they usually are. Okay, so you've just actually written a set of exams, which means that if we do go into some form of lockdown in a couple of weeks, there are some grades that can be used. Yes, it's a relief. I think it's been particularly important for me and all of my friends and classmates this year to make sure that we got derived grades that we're happy with because it's so much more likely that they might be used. Whereas in the previous year, you think I'm almost never going to need these. Practically, what's the point? It just feels like a waste of time almost. But now it's very much a sense of reality around them needing to be possibly used in the future. This is a really significant time for you. It is. A a transition from being in class, covering your material, writing exams, and then preparing for the final exams in just a couple of weeks. Yes, it is. It's very much the transition period at the moment. It feels like everything's changing, as well as having all of the exam stuff going on. Everybody's thinking about university. I know that the university timetables have come out. So a lot of people are already looking at those at the same time as they're studying for these exams. Okay, so let's go back now in terms of Christchurch-related recent history. What do you remember most? What do you remember most about the Canterbury earthquakes, which occurred when you were only eight years old? What do you remember about them? and their impact on you and your family? Well, I think, honestly, even though I was only eight years old, when I think back to being a child, I usually think back to the times surrounding the earthquakes. I can remember it being so much more vivid than the majority of my childhood. 
I can remember the first one, the September earthquakes, waking up at four in the morning to this completely new experience in my life. I'd heard of earthquakes, but I never experienced anything like it before. I just remember how completely different it was. It really was just a jolt to the system. It was a complete change. I remember the February one as well and being at school at the time and surrounded by all of my classmates and everyone. Everyone was just so scared about it. I remember seeing my classmates crying because they were worried about their families and getting to the point where I was crying too because I had no idea what was happening to the rest of my family at that point. I remember after that my brothers actually come in and pick me up because both of my parents were still stuck at work and unable to get away. My mother works at a high school so she had to stay with students till late in the afternoon and my father worked at the university so he had to stay quite a while but got away as soon as he could to see how we were all doing. Even though it was such a shock to the entire experience and the years that went on, I still feel relatively lucky. Although it was such a scary time, I never experienced any major loss or my house being destroyed or anything like that happening. I still look back at it as not necessarily a bad memory or a bad part of my life, just a just a very important one. Did you at any time have to move out of your family home? Well, we did at one point. We had some damage, but it wasn't really serious. So we stayed in our house for quite a while. But a few years later, we had to move into a motel holiday home place for a few months because they were fixing cracks. It was one of those things. They said it was going to be a short amount of time, but it, but it ended up being a few weeks longer. At that point, you get rather cramped and homesick and just thinking, why is this all having to happen? What about the school closures? Do you remember being home from school and then going back to school? I don't. I remember the event, but the aftermath of it all, that is something that I just don't remember at all. I forget that that school had even closed until I heard my family talking about it and thinking, I don't remember any of that. But I guess it all just got overshadowed by the actual thing that happened for me. I'm just glad that being so young, it wasn't like it really impacted my studies like it would have if it happened now. Let's get a little bit closer in terms of what you remember about the time of the mosque shootings and its impact on you and what you think might have been its impact on Christchurch as a city. I just remember that being such a horrible time. That day was the day of climate change strike. I actually was going there with, with a couple of my friends. One of them had a test. So we had to leave late and we were walking from Christchurch Girls High School across Hagley Park into the centre of town around the same time as it was happening. I remember us walking and we were around probably in the middle of Hagley Park as he had left the first mosque. All we could hear was sirens. It wasn't before we got into the city centre that one of my friends received a text saying from another one of my friends who was still at the school that the school had gone into lockdown because there was a school shooter and they were trapped in there. At first, it was just so ridiculous. We thought it was a joke. But as we got into the town square and the police were just saying, everyone needs to leave, we can't have a gathering here. We had to get on a bus and we headed to a mall and just camped out in a shop in the mall until our parents could come and get us. The entire time, I remember us being in contact with our friend who were locked down in the school, utterly terrified. I think they were there until 6pm, trapped at school, even though it was just after midday that the shooting happened. 
I remember it being a very scary time because he did drive past our school. I think it was about five minutes after we had just walked across the road. One of my friends who was with us is a Muslim girl. And I just remember thinking if we had been later, she could have been hurt in that and just been so terrified that it could be. We were so close to something so catastrophic happening to her. It was such a horrific event. We went to town the day after and put flowers down where everyone was putting flowers at the memorial. It was just so devastating. But at the same time, it was lovely to see. I feel like Christchurch banded together so much there. I felt like there was a much stronger sense of community and being there in probably the same sense as, as there would have been an event like the earthquakes. But of course, I was too young to remember that. It was such a nice experience, that sense of community now, even if it was for such a tragic thing to have happened. It was really hard for everyone, I know, and just people experiencing so much loss throughout the entire event. Even now, I still find I'm shaken by it. It's been such a long time on from that to think that that could have happened in my home because this is my home and that it could have been attacked in that way is just really horrible. You say you spent time at the memorial wall. Did you participate in any other events associated with the aftermath of the mass shootings? Yes, we did, both with my family and at school. I remember going to the memorial event that they had in Hagley Park. That was a really moving event. It was incredible to see. As well, at school, we had a fundraiser for it, raising money for their families and everything. We had a day where people were wearing headscarves in solidarity as well at our school. It was nice to feel that we were able to do something to help, even if it was something that was relatively small, but something to show our support in that way. So can you tell me something about your friend who was a member of the Muslim community? What happened to her family? Were they safe? Or did you have any sense of the impact on them of the shootings? I know her family was safe, fortunately, but I remember seeing her the week after when we had a whole school assembly about the event. She stayed for the assembly and then had to go home straight away after because she had lost so many people who she knew who were close friends or family friends or just people who were significant and present in her life. Seeing that was really a heartbreaking thing to see her experience so much loss from this and her whole community really had just been really hurt by that. That was a time that affected people across Christchurch. But I think for those who had contact with people in that community, it brought it much closer. Let's move now to thinking about COVID-19, the pandemic, and in particular the experiences of that March-April lockdown in 2020. Can you talk about when you first realised that this was happening and what were its impacts, particularly on you? I originally, of course, did see it in the news, but it was just this thing that was happening overseas. It was horrible. But you feel like down here, being at the bottom of the world, you feel untouchable sometimes. But then later on, it all of a sudden was getting a lot more real. I feel like I've never watched the news so much in my life of just every day watching to see what was happening and what Jacinda Ardern's response was going to be to it all. I remember very distinctly when she she said we were going into lockdown. I was at school at lunch. I had a meeting. At that point, a group of students that were at our club 
we all heard the news together. And in that club, a couple of my friends are the ones who run it. There's a group of us senior students and then the rest are more junior students. I remember at that point, it really became us almost comforting them in a way because it was just such a strange new experience. Oh my gosh, we're suddenly going into lockdown. This is completely different and saying, stay safe. Try not to stress about all of this, that it, that was happening. It was just so completely weird and strange to be happening at that point. Classes or anything for the rest of the day were cancelled. We didn't see the teachers for quite a while after lunch because they had an emergency meeting. Of course, they told us at our last period to just collect any of our books or things we needed. And that was it. And then we were going to be going home at the end of the day. I already had all my books and stuff. So I was just sitting in one of my classrooms, in my Latin class, just watching people come in and out of the class to get books and people seeing them rush by the door. It was just utter chaos. Just seeing this completely. Everyone was in the panic. They didn't know what to do. Even though we knew something like this was probably going to happen, it just felt unexpected. Even then, it really did. Then, after that, we were at home. I didn't go back into school for months. That was just incredibly strange. You're thinking that I'm saying goodbye to my friends, knowing I wasn't going to be seeing them for literally months. After that, we were at home. The first couple of days, we were still able to go into town and get some stuff, which was useful. But on Wednesday, actually, my father and I went into Rangiora. We were getting some gifts because we knew that my mum's birthday was going to be in the middle of the lockdown. And because her birthday's in April, we wanted to get some gifts so she had something. We went into Rangiora to just try and find something that we could get her. And we had such limited time because all of the shops were closed. We ended up just getting stuff from the supermarket and the chemist getting her a wheat pack because everywhere else was closed. I think we got her gifts from the post office because they had books and nowhere else was open. It was so strange. Even though we hadn't gone into lockdown yet, the town was desolate and everyone was staying really far away from each other. You felt bad for even being there, really. Like you shouldn't be out here, even though we weren't actually in lockdown yet. Then you got into lockdown and it felt strangely calm again at first because I had school the remainder of the week, but then they pushed our holidays ahead. So I went straight into two weeks of holiday. It suddenly changed from being this completely hectic thing to all of a sudden I didn't have to go anywhere. It was incredibly relaxing. I was just baking things. I was doing puzzles, reading and watching things and just relaxed, which felt such a change that I should be relaxed when there was so much else going on in the world right now. You could see even my country just watching every day, looking at the cases that there were, looking if there were people in hospital and when it hit the rest homes, that was just horrible. All of that was such a strange experience. I was here going for walks around on sunny days and we had lovely weather and it was peaceful at home and relaxing not to be going anywhere. But at the same time, it was such a horrible event that was happening. It was just really, really strange. Then at the end of that two weeks, I went back to school and we had online learning, which was not a fun experience. I'm immensely glad to be not doing that at the moment. For that, we have, I think, at least a meeting a week for each class. That was quite difficult and that out where we live, our internet is really bad. We ended up using mobile data and hotspotting from my phone to try and even be able to enter the meetings. It was practically impossible to work around. I was taking a scholarship class in the mornings, a scholarship chemistry class, in which I was really needed, needing to be present for. 
for the actual class because she was doing full online teaching throughout the meetings rather than some teachers who were just checking in. For that, it felt like it was such a struggle. It felt like I was hardly connected and it didn't feel like I was learning the material really, especially being a difficult class too. That really then felt difficult. Like when I got into online learning, it took a change because being at home and with everything that was going on, this felt so unimportant to be back at school. I was able to mostly keep my routine of following my timetables of my classes, but you had no motivation because it just felt so unimportant. I did find at times, particularly around the time after I got back to school, I was starting to feel very low and disconnected. Even when I was happy or not doing my schoolwork or just having a break or relaxing, I just didn't feel truly content or happy. It was always an underlying stress because of everything that was going on at the time. At that point, I did feel like it got very difficult and you're missing being able to be at school and and just have all that normalcy of what had been before us. It was a very strange experience, all of that. So over that period of time, you didn't see face-to-face people who weren't part of your school network and you didn't see people at school. Did you have any contact with them in any other way during the school holidays and when you went back to school and you were learning online? I was messaging my friends relatively regularly. We would talk a lot online, but it just never felt the same level of connection. It's something I hadn't actually noticed before because I'm seeing my friends in person and online, talking to them a lot, and had always felt connected. When I was only talking to them online, and because there's a group of us, we would often be talking in a group, I never felt like I was, like I actually had a connection to any of them throughout that time. I felt really isolated. The only people I was really connected to at the time was my family, who were then in my bubble with me. And I was seeing them all the time. Thankfully, we all got on well the entire time, which was nice because I know for some of my friends, they were just desperate to get out because they couldn't stand being trapped with their families for any longer. They just wanted to see somebody else. A couple of times we tried to do a Zoom meeting with my friends, but even in those, I didn't feel the same level of connectedness with them as you normally do. That was very difficult. Even though I was talking to them, it didn't feel in any way like I was actually there with them. So can we talk a bit about who was actually in your bubble? I had my parents and one brother. The other brother had actually moved out and gone flatting at the beginning of the year, which then was a very strange experience of having him there 24-7. And then at the start of the year, he left and we weren't able to see him at all. Even after he moved out, he was coming and visiting us for dinner every couple of weeks and all that. Then, all of a sudden, I didn't see him for months. That was a really, really strange experience to not be seeing him. I know certainly that my parents found it difficult to suddenly not be able to see their son for months on end. That was really strange. So how did you connect to him at that time? Did you do it as a family or did you just do it more one-to-one? It was more a one-to-one thing, just messaging him the same as I had done with my friends. It's the same thing, although I was able to talk to him. It didn't feel like I was really connected with him. As soon as we could, he came out for dinner with us, since it was just the, just the one of him. He actually came out in level three and had dinner with us because we missed seeing him. 
that was really nice to then be able to see him and a different person. It was, it was lovely. That was my next question. Um, when did things start to change for you? You know, moving from level four to level three, the significant change it seems was that your brother could come in from his bubble to your bubble. Yeah, that was definitely the main change. And going into level three, we were able to see him and also just little creature comforts. We were able to have takeaways again. I never knew how much I missed that. But it was just so nice to have those creature comforts again. I feel like things didn't really take a turn until I got back to school because then suddenly it was down to level two and I was able to see everybody again. It was such an important thing when we got down to level two to be able to see everybody again, all of the things that we had to do for level two. That was definitely the point where it changed. I had classes face-to-face. That was just really where it switched. That made it so much easier at that point. When you did go back to level two, it was great to see your friends and have the face-to-face meeting and face-to-face teaching. But what was different at school at that time? Fortunately, with school, they do treat it as as though we're all one bubble. So it wasn't ridiculously difficult. We had to sanitise in and out of every classroom. They had changed it so that all of our desks were facing the front, so that it wasn't like we could be facing each other and breathing on each other and stuff. You just had to be more distanced. They said you couldn't be within breathing distance of each other and all of that. At our school, they shortened our break times so we couldn't have as much time out there where we were much closer with each other. At the same time, we were still very close walking through the halls with each other. At times, that sort of thing felt a little bit pointless. It was interesting. I think at first, everybody was really making sure that we're following everything perfectly and following all the protocols. But as it got over time and we were having less and less cases, I think people just forgot about it. And sometimes you slip back into old habits and just being normal again at school. Occasionally forgetting to sanitize or standing a bit closer to your friends and stuff like that. Were there any other things at school over that period of time that you weren't able to do that you'd normally be doing at school? One of the good things is that we didn't have assemblies every week, which was lovely because they didn't want us all gathering at once. Also, it did mean that things like my year 13 formal was cancelled, which is something I was very much looking forward to. Unfortunately, that wasn't able to go ahead. And, yeah, there's all of those sort of things. I know they didn't have sport for a long time and we weren't able to have clubs really for a long time either. I think the main thing was things like formals and that sort of thing, where especially being in my final year, that's something which you're really looking forward to the entire time. And then it just isn't able to go ahead. Will there be the equivalent of that or a substitute for that in terms of concluding your year? Yeah, fortunately at our school, we have our leavers dinner. So that's actually coming up the weekend after this one. We had that, but even in that, that was a thing where they had approached us about it at the end of last term, saying if we go into level two again, this won't be able to go ahead. It was very much waiting and seeing what was happening. It's only now where I feel like we're even a bit sure that it's actually going to go ahead. I know for me, I didn't want to get my hopes up too much unless this was cancelled as well particularly because this is one of the things where we could have our parents at. It's not just that it's our school bubble. Fortunately, we are able to have something, even though it's not quite the same. That sounds good. 
there are things that would have occurred anyway that now have more significance for you because you don't have that final year formal. Yeah, so it's much more significant being able to have things like things like this. My friends and I are actually planning on going away on a little trip to Hamna at the end of this year. So that's something which now has a lot more significance as well, particularly because it's going to be all of us going. It's just a really important event to have this, all of us together as a group for the last time. It almost feels like we're making up for lost time. All that time where I thought I was going to be spending time hanging out with these people, all of a sudden I wasn't seeing them for ages. Let's look back now at what's happened over this year more generally. Has the pandemic changed your life in any way or the way you live your life? What do you think have been the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic overall? I feel like it very much has, both in little things and in big things. Things just in everyday life of making sure you're using hand sanitizer all the time. It's become really normal to do that. I have a few reusable masks, thinking just in case. All of those little things that have just changed how we're thinking about every day. I think that'll probably be good and that it's probably very helpful for preventing diseases or bugs or things going around in the future if we're all being a lot more hygienic. And hygiene conscious is a good thing. It has just changed, I think, everyone's mindset in terms of those little things. Well, it has very much changed my life, I feel, on a bigger scale. Throughout the year, I feel because of this, it puts things into perspective and that it made my high school life and this final year of high school suddenly feel so much less important. It was sort of this thing of, why am I even focusing on those little things? When there is a worldwide pandemic, what was the point? It helped me to rethink my choices for the future and everything. It shows you how easy it is for things to lose control. So it's make, making sure I'm doing things in my life which makes me happy rather than just following some path that I think is going to be a good one to follow or something just superficial. I don't want it to be that anymore. I also feel like it's had a big impact on my thinking about sustainability because I'm looking at this as particularly in the economic crisis that has come with COVID-19. I want to be able to live sustainable in my future and be able to support myself and not be in a situation where I'm, say, having lost my job and being barely able to afford things. And having to stress about all of that, it's made me think I, I want to be sourcing things locally because, of course, we can't get things from overseas very easily, nearly as much as then. Thinking even in my future, wanting to grow my own food so that I don't just have to worry about that in the same way as people are worrying now with this crisis that's going on. It has meant that my friends who are wanting to travel overseas are completely rethinking their plans. One of my friends who was going to be traveling overseas is now going to be going to university because of everything that's gone on. I think for me and for everybody around me, it's completely changed our mindset and how we're thinking about our lives and what our future is going to be, especially in a time where I'm having this big change of going from high school and then into university and into the rest of my life. You've made some decisions about what you're going to study next year that are affected by the things that you're talking about. Would you like to say something about that? Yes, so I had originally planned last year before this had happened. Um, I was going to be doing a double degree and studying arts and also studying sciences. I had been planning on this, then pursuing a career in science. Originally, I was going to do environmental science because I was very interested in following that path because I wanted to feel like I was doing something to help the world 
and help just with something that could feel like my life was being helpful. I was being useful and impactful on the world. But I feel like through this, that's really changed me into thinking that I can do that from through smaller things. I'm still going to, of course, try to feel like I'm making a positive change on the world and on the environment and all of that. But I think for me, it's changed that I'm thinking now I'm going to solely study something that I'm truly interested in, which is classics and linguistics and just all of the arts. And just through that, focus on something which makes me truly happy in the rest of my life. You've obviously given a lot of thought to these things, prompted by nine months of being in this situation. Has there been any particular event or incident that's come about because of the pandemic that's affected you? Has there been any one thing that's associated with this pandemic that you can point to that's affected you in particular? I honestly, I don't don't know. I guess this entire thing has felt like such a rush and thinking, well, it's affected us, but it's also affecting the rest of the world. This is my first year being able to vote. So that was a very important thing for me as well. I feel like it very much impacted my voting and thinking I was... I want to also be voting for someone who I think is going to be able to help us through the rest of this pandemic. That was very much on my forefront of my mind, as it was for, I think, pretty much everybody. That is something specific, an election in a COVID pandemic year and your first opportunity to vote. And then the significance of voting for the first time in the context of a national and an international pandemic. Yes, it it really was. For me, one of the hardest things I was thinking of while I was voting was, should I be voting for the near future or should I be voting for the far future? Do I want to be focusing my vote on someone who I think is going to help us through the pandemic or do I want to be focusing my vote on someone who is going to help us pass that and help overall our country? That was, I think, one of my things I was thinking about most while I was voting and thinking about who I want to vote for and what I want to vote for. Even watching the election and watching it all play out, the entire time, the thing that was all on my mind was how is this going to affect everything that's going on at the moment? Our parliament at the moment is then going to be able to help us through the crisis that is happening at the moment. Thinking, are they going to be making the right decisions or the decisions which are best for us? All of that was very, very important to me. Has the pandemic affected your thoughts or plans for the future? It's affected your plans for thinking about sustainability, the environment, and how you'll act in the future. Is there anything else in that area that you'd like to talk about? I guess, of course, the obvious thing for that is travel. Because I'm now an adult, I now have the entire world at my fingertips. For me, it's really thinking Will I be able to have these experiences that I want to have? When I'm at university, one of the things I really wanted to do was have an overseas experience and study in France for a semester because I take French and I'm very interested in all of that. I'm left thinking I can put that off for a few years, but what will the world look like when I'm waiting to do that? Is all of that going to be possible in the same way as I expected? How is this going to affect travel and all of that sort of thing for the future? Even domestically. How is it going to affect all the travel there and how is it going to affect things like expenses and money because of the economic crisis? How is that going to affect me when I'm looking to buy a house? It's all those things that suddenly I'm having to really think about. How is this going to affect me looking to get a job next year? 
because of everything that's going on. Will there even be any jobs available? It's very much just affected my entire mindset for looking towards the future and all of this. I'm trying to leave as many doors open for myself as I can because I'm expected that I won't be able to take it for granted that everything's staying the same. I feel like this change in my mindset, for me, a lot of it is quite positive thinking, particularly in how it's affected my thoughts on my study. I'm really happy and excited about what I'm going to be doing and how it's affected my thoughts around sustainability and my future of living. I really, really want to have a garden where I'm growing my own food. That's something that has been born quite a lot from everything that's been going on at the moment, but something that I'm really looking forward to. Although I feel like it has brought so much negative stuff with it, I think the pandemic has made me, and so many others, rethink things and rethink how we're living in quite a positive way. So could you identify some of those negative things? I guess the negative things are really just looking at the tragedy that's happened and looking at all of the loss that's occurred. Knowing people who aren't able to attend funerals of loved ones because of what's been happening has just been horrific, just looking at that. For me, something which I've found quite a negative and quite sad is looking at people's reactions to this in terms of people who I feel are just not appreciating the true crisis that is unfolding at the moment. If we really work, we can control it and seeing that even with with that, there are people around the entire world, really, who are either unwilling or just unable to. Unable to. It's just really sad to see. I feel like this crisis has very much affected me in terms of how I think. It took a bit of a toll on my mental health, particularly throughout those couple of weeks where I was in lockdown and studying for school. I feel like that did affect my mental health. I feel like it's affected me in terms of loss of motivation and it's something which I'm hoping in the future, when I'm moving into a new stage of life, will change. And I'm hoping it's I'm going into university with such a change to be able to be more motivated again. It's very much that thing of it's such a sad and horrific context for life to be to put into. It really has had a negative impact in that sense. So what was most helpful to you with respect to those negative impacts? I guess the thing that was most helpful was, of course, people. It was being able to have the support of my family through the lockdown and being able to have them there supporting me. And then when I'm now back at school, even just having the support of my friends and my peers. When I'm now back back at school, even just having the support of my friends and my peers there, because we're all experiencing the same thing. We're all in our last year of high school experiencing these things, which are missed opportunities and just such a turbulent time, which whilst we're also in the change of moving to university and that sort of transition, the main support really has having people around me. I think for me personally, another thing I've found helpful is just trying to find a sense of structure throughout it all. When I was in lockdown, I was following my normal school timetable And having something structured and unchanging at such a changing and inconsistent time was something which I found really important and really useful to be able to get through on a day-to-day basis for all of that. What do you think could be done to make things better for people like you, for young women like you, who've lived through this extraordinary time? Do you have any ideas? I guess the most important thing, again, for that would be people. 
particularly having adult figures or more adult figures in my life. I'm new to all of these experiences and my friends are so new to all of these experiences and we're heading into university and thinking it would be good to have someone who has had more overall life experience to be able to help us through this strange time and then help us through this whole thing. Having someone to talk to, having a bit of a rock and some stability there of someone being an older person and has had more life experiences and just experienced so many different things. There's always times in people's lives where there's just something so completely different happens. So I guess for me, although I've had this things like earthquakes and the moth shootings, this feels still different again. It feels like such uncharted waters of just needing to have somebody there who has had the sense of stability would be something which is very important for me and for many other young people out there. So that's in addition to your family members? Yeah, so a different person, even I guess now in school and in university, having figures in there who are able to be supportive, I think is something which would be important for my peers and for for me. So this might be someone other than a teacher perhaps or, you know, or someone who is evaluating your work. Someone outside of that but nevertheless was an older person who could listen and provide feedback and with whom you could discuss what these challenges meant for you and what you might do about them. Yeah, someone like a teacher or a counsellor. I mean, I did go and see the counsellor at one point earlier this year and I did find it to be a helpful thing to do, even just to be able to talk about it, like we are now, really. It's, it's just a helpful thing. I feel like that's probably something which would be helpful to many other young people, to be able to just talk through in the same way with somebody like that. Someone who's a bit external to your particular circumstances? Really, yes, because, I mean, I can talk about that with my parents, but then being so close, it doesn't feel quite the same. I feel like that would be something that would be important. Now, who could make that happen? Do you think organisations in the city or institutions like schools and universities could facilitate what you're suggesting? Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess in terms of schools and universities since I'm still in such a school environment I'm often thinking in that way for that I think a thing that would be important to do is put a lot of focus after this into counselling I mean I know that there are schools who may not even have councils at all that would be something which I think would be very important to be able to have that support for their students especially after this it should be something which really should be on a lot of those institutes minds thinking how can we help our students mental well-being as well as helping them with their education that is so important when we're going through these transitional periods of our lives and it's such an intense period of our life as it is and then have this happen it's really important to be able to have access to something like that and to have someone there to provide the help we need is there anything else you'd like to say something that's relevant for you in terms of this COVID-19 experience that we haven't covered already in this discussion? It really has been this crazy experience the entire way through. I'm interested to see what it's going to be like next year. It feels like it's going to change, but diseases don't work that way. It's not going to go away overnight. 
we're not going to wake up on New Year's and it's gone away as much as we wish it would. I think that's definitely going to be an interesting experience, seeing how other countries in this world will be able to cope with it. I mean, there are so many countries who are just unable to cope in the same way we are. And it's just so interesting to see how that's evolving over time. Listen to more stories from Making the Most of Now on Plains FM 96.9, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. And get the podcast at plainsfm.org.nz, Spotify and Apple Podcasts.